Welcome to Know His Love Stories, where we listen to the voice of the Father through His children. Today's story comes to us from Diana. She is originally from San Antonio, Texas, and after attending the University of Texas in San Antonio, she joined Focus and was part of that organization for five years. She has spent the last seven years in Colorado and is currently working on her master's in theology through the Augustine Institute. She also works for Newman Connection, an organization aimed at creating resources for the Newman Centers across the country. This is a Know His Love story. The moment in time that stands out to me, uh, my freshman year of college, and I think it's because I had really left, um, you know, I left my home, I was living on my own, and like there was nobody really holding me accountable to to go to Mass to receive the sacraments, and so I really easily fell away from any sort of connection to the faith, and so um, although, of course, God, He never changes, and He still continues to love me. And even looking back, I can see ways that He was calling me to Himself and, and loving me. Um, I remember feeling just really abandoned by God um, and feeling really, yeah, just like I didn't have um, like a home. Um, I wasn't going to, to church, and I was kind of starting to enter into the party scene and really try to find my, um, I was finding my worth in the way that I looked, if I had cool friends, and kind of, you know, the common things that freshman in college can fall prey to. Um, but I just remember, I probably have never felt that, that empty. And it's because I truly was like looking for, um, the love that I knew. And I know now I could only receive from God, from the father, um, and everything else. And it really led me into a spiral of, um, yeah, a lot of unhealthy, um, and disordered experiences and behavior because, um, yeah, it's, it can be destructive when you're not allowing yourself to receive the love of God. Yeah. So, um, again, there are like a lot of instances I could look to, but going off of that experience, um, it was actually, I was trying to join a sorority, but like, I still hadn't decided to like, um, yeah, at all go back to my faith. Um, but I was going to this event that I thought was a sorority event. I was invited to it. It's called Chi Alpha. And it turned out to be, um, a non-denominational like Christian prayer group. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was just kind of the start of me experiencing God's love in a whole new way. I was brought into this community. Um, and I think the first way I would say that I started to experience the love of God is the way that he brought people into my life that really loved me um, where I was at. And it wasn't like this shame thing. It wasn't like, have you gone to church or like, what have you done? Or like, why are you like, we need to fix X, Y, and Z before you can like be welcomed into our community. It was just like this real like investment in love um, that really started to change my heart and the way that I saw myself and also the way that I saw God, because these people loved Jesus so much and they, um, yeah, they would speak of that love all the time, but they also like saw me as, you know, as worthy of being their friend. And I remember that really struck me. Um, and then another thing is I also, which is a sheer miracle. I don't know why, how I did this, but my dad during that time saw how much I was struggling and he like, he recommended to me or suggested that I just read, start reading a gospel, like just start with Matthew and just read it. And it was at that point, I was like, are you kidding me, dad? Like, I do not want to read the Bible (laughs) at all. But I just remember one night feeling like super sad and like still really struggling with this emptiness. And so I had this, you know, Bible that was by my bed for forever that I never really opened. And I decided to open it and I started to read the gospels, even just like I would read like a couple of sections a night. And Jesus truly became real to me throughout that time in a way that I never knew um, was possible. Honestly, I started to, it just transformed me. I mean, 
you know, the word of God really is living and active and I can't really explain it. All I know is that like Jesus and his love and the way that it was depicted in the gospels, like became so much more real to me. Um, and then it not only changed the way that I saw God, but again, changed the way that I saw myself, the shame that I had been struggling with for, um, the sin that I had been in, um, was really able to, to be lifted the more that I like was able to get to know Jesus and know how merciful he is and how loving he is. And so, yeah, I'm kind of tying it all back together. I think it was really those two things. It was the community that God brought into my life, um, the people that loved me, and then also just experiencing his love through scripture. To me, being a beloved child of God means living in freedom. I think that the more that I'm able to understand my belovedness and truly understand what that means and live in that, um, the more free I am. And so, when we understand fully the gift of our belovedness, you know, we're able to to not only live more freely, but to love other people more freely. And so I think it means to be able to really embrace, um, how do I say this? Okay. It means to be able to really, um, yeah, just like be okay with, with who you are and all of your imperfections, all of your weaknesses, all of you know, the things that you wish you could change and, um, realizing that like, there's a God who looks on you with such love and who actually like created you, um, knowing that you wouldn't be perfect, but loves you endlessly. And, and when you're able to like really receive that and know that you really are that beloved, you're able to be free, you know, free in your weaknesses, free in the places where you feel bound and free to, to make mistakes, you know, and just have this like holy confidence and this brave confidence that comes from, um, knowing that, that you're beloved. Yeah. So some of my favorite ways that God loves me personally, or that I see that in my life is, um, the way that he answers very clearly and very blatantly, um, like desires of my heart or questions of my heart that I haven't even really vocalized to him. Um, even things that I often think are too small to bring to prayer, which I know isn't true, but you know, we can sometimes fall into that. Um, or like little desires that I'll have. Um, I constantly see in my life ways that God is able to, to fulfill them and to really show me that he cares about even the smallest things in my life. And um, so whether it be through somebody else speaking something to me or um, just a personal experience, I, yeah, I, I experience that a lot. I experience God showing me that he can meet the desires of my heart, um, no matter how small they may be. Another big way, or I know that another big way God has even recently just really revealed his love to me, um, is through the love that I experienced for my niece. And I know, I mean, it's not even my own child, but I love her so, so much. She's my four-year-old niece, my little sister's child. And the other day when I was in holy hour, I just, I was feeling really, yeah, just really far from God and distant from him, mainly because of my own actions. And, you know, sometimes when we, uh, mess up or we feel ashamed, we can like hold God at a distance in the way that, you know, kids do when they, um, you know, when they misbehave or whatever. Um, we feel like our parents are mad at us. And I just really kept seeing this image of my niece in my mind. Um, and so I decided to, you know, kind of pray a little bit more with that. And, um, the Lord just, he revealed to me, like when you are with Sasha, like when I'm with my niece, um, no matter what mood she is in, you know, like I, I still, me, I love to be around her. I love to watch her grow at every single stage. Um, and I love hearing about anything that she does, you know, like I love to hear like the updates daily from my sister. Um, and everything brings me so much joy, even in the moments where, where she's acting out of her own wound, of her own sadness, or, or she's upset about something like my love does not even change an iota. If anything, I feel like it calls me to love her 
to love her more. And so I just think reflecting on that and through the eyes of God and the way that he loves me and he loves each one of us um, infinitely more just because he has the capacity to, to love without any, you know, humanness or, or whatever, brokenness. Um, and, and to be able to really enter into prayer from that perspective, no matter what mood I'm in, no matter what I've done, um, to know that, yeah, that God loves me, um, so unconditionally. And, and also like if, going back to the analogy of my niece, like if I ever withhold something good for her, because lately I've been in a season where I feel like God is really like withholding things from me, or I feel like, why isn't he answering certain prayers? Um, like I really want this and he's promised me this. And, um, and it's kind of like when I withhold something from my niece, like whether it's, you know, her favorite candy or like the new toy that she's been asking me for. Um, it's ever like, whenever I do that, it's only to, to protect her or, or to teach her or like to surprise her at the perfect time. Um, and even if she like throws a fit, I, I try to wait it out, you know, because I know what is best for her. Um, and I know that even though it like kills me to see her sad and I think it probably, yeah, I can't even imagine the way the Lord feels. Um, I do everything that I can to make my, the time pass as quickly as possible. And so just like looking at that through the eyes of God, even when we're like waiting on something or we're like, he's not, he doesn't love me if X, Y, or Z, or why hasn't he answered this prayer? Like, think of the person that you love most in the world. And, and if you were doing that with them, what would, you know, what would your heart be behind it? Um, and it really helps us to, to, to know like a small glimpse of, of the father's love for us. Again, it's not a perfect analogy um, because he's able to love us so much more. But yeah. It just really taught me a lot about um, the father. He's a good father that wants to give good gifts to us. And um, they aren't dependent on our perfect behavior, but on his unchanging love. Yeah, I would say like the most important thing, especially if I was speaking to my to myself, my freshman year of college, to my younger self, is that um, God's love and His great plans for my life are are not and have never been and will never be dependent upon my performance. And so, I think um, upon your performance. And so, really, just allowing yourself to be loved by God totally where you are, um, and allowing that love to to transform you is, is a great place to start because I think at that time, um, or a lot of people, especially when they're in a place where they don't feel loved by God, they think that they have to, to change, um, and make up for X, Y, or Z or become better at this or, you know, overcome this one sin. And then they're able to like walk in the plan that God has for them. And it's like, no, actually God wants to meet you where you are today. And he can actually do infinitely more than you could ever ask or imagine. Um, and, not only can he do it, but he will do it and he wants to do it through you. Um, so even like your greatest weaknesses are, are not a problem or a hindrance to God. And he will use those very things actually um, to bring about transformation in your life and, and to really reveal his glory um, to to the world through through you. And so to not be afraid of, of your weaknesses and, and to really rely on on the love of God. And, and the other thing I'll say is um, I always say this when I'm speaking to people who are kind of in this spot and because, yeah, I just think it's super important. There's this prayer um, or this, I don't even know if it's a prayer article by St. Mother Teresa called I Thirst. I, it took me a couple of times of reading it for it to really hit me. But it is one of the most powerful, um, yeah, just things that I've ever read. And, and she wrote it from the perspective of Jesus um, and of Jesus on the cross. And, and it really is a beautiful depiction of his personal love for each one of us. And um, there's a, a part in that where she said, or what he says, um, you don't have to change to believe in my love. It is 
your confidence and belief in my love that will change you. Um, and so just like allowing yourself to like just let go and, and really believe, even if it's so hard to believe that he actually does love you that much and, and allow that to transform you rather than um, trying in your own might to do it. Thank you for listening to Diana's story. I would love to share your story as well. Please connect with us on social media or by clicking on the join us link at nohis.love.